and we're live. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back (laughs) to another episode. I (laughs) sometimes Javada slaps to finish the sentence. Take two. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Siobhan Slaps. I'm Mac. I'm Jubes. And today our episode we are, is book club number four. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Number four. And also, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, it's love day today. We decorated for you guys. Do you see? And I'm wearing just a hideous necklace that doesn't light up because I bought it from the dollar store. <laughs> Which is so sad. I love how Journey's like, I got this tacky necklace from the dollar store. I want to wear it. Yeah. Like, That's dibs. <laughs> she was just so disgusted dibs by it. on the gaudy necklace. And she's like, I want it. I want it. And I bought this beautiful little porcupine fellow. Because our book this month is How to Love, How to Hug a Porcupine. How to Hug a Porcupine. I called it How to Kill a Porcupine at work the other day, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a good book. No. <laughs> How to Hug a Porcupine. Yes. Yes. And so this month's book club episode is How to Hug a Porcupine by Dr. Debbie Joffe Ellis. See? That's what you can figure out for the author? Yes. Um, but yeah, if I figure out it's like the internet has like four different names for yeah, this book. And literally. so I don't know who is the original. If we are um, attributing this book to the wrong person, let us know and we can um, fix that. Got yeah. Make sure our little porcupine guys just right there. Um, yeah. So this book is um, shorter than um, any of our other books i believe it's the shortest one that we've yeah read. it's also the least least dense like it, yeah. it's a very very quick read it's yeah it's a very very easy read um the information is very digestible it's written very plainly yeah i would say yeah i agree um, with plainly yeah it's, we're, we're gonna go through the book chapters as we do normally mm-hmm. and then we're gonna give our personal opinions about the book towards the end yeah yeah so this book is just it's a literal manual for how to deal with difficult people in your life with a step-by-step guide advising you on how to act when you are around or when you're around a porcupine Mm -hmm. and so so, chapter one gets into a porcupine as a whole it kind of gives you like this like animal background personified into people yeah um yeah it kind of like It describes why they chose porcupine for this metaphor of a person. Mm -hmm. And so they do talk about porcupines in, like, Native American history and, like, their meaning and larger things and kind of that. I did learn in this chapter that the porcupine name is um, directly translated into thorny pig. (laughs) Which I thought is hilarious. Um, But yeah, the author mentions that they're not thorny or pig. So, like, right from the very start, they're a misunderstood animal. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It's like the angsty teenager of the animal kingdom. Pretty much. That's a really great description. <laughs> um, and baby porcupines are called porcupets. And I didn't know that. And I think that is so cute. Was it porcupines that, like in one of the early episodes? That <laughs> yeah, that you didn't know live in Alberta. Wow, a full circle. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They do live in Alberta. And they live everywhere, according to this book everywhere well porcupines is a mm. metaphor oh, porcupines yeah. is a person <laughs> like, you can find them in your like, local superstore like see porcupines maybe. in northern finland i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know <laughs> no, maybe circle. not the animal but definitely the person <laughs> <laughs> but yeah basically yeah chapter one is just like what does a porcupine as a person look like and act like and like mm-hmm. what what is a porcupine person? The personified traits of the mm-hmm. animal. Yes. Um, and then chapter two is titled A Basic Guide to Understanding Porcupines. This um, one, long. Yes. Very long. And at times, repetitive. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of repetition in chapters two and three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you go through and it's like, they'll say something like, um... Like, respect the boundaries. Respect their fears. Yeah. But also know that you have your fears and boundaries. It, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay, this could have been one... This could have been condensed. Yeah. Very, anyway. Like, it, yeah. If... It felt very... Yeah, very repetitive. Um, and I feel like if they had... I'm just re-saying what you said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this could be condensed. Yeah, this could be condensed. <laughs> into just one chapter on each of these things because yeah it did get a bit competitive do you want to respect their boundaries or their fears (laughs) which one do you have to choose (laughs) first place gets to pick oh my goodness but like um going on a completely separate tangent some of these things were really good to hear like their quills are a result of past injuries and aren't necessarily meant to hurt us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and mixed with, um, the more you learn that their aggressive behavior is about them figuring out their own emotions or issues, the easier it will be to work to find a solution. When you combine those together, that's incredible advice. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, using the quills as symbolism as like, they're most often words delivered with aggression. Like when yeah. someone's having a harsh day and you have like a snippy, I don't know, you come across anyone. They're just, like, mm-hmm. very sharp and very... Yeah. Their tone is just very, like, angry. If you're someone who's very sensitive or very soft soul, or even just, like, I don't know, just a basic human being and who doesn't yeah. like being yelled at for no reason, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very easy to take that as, like, whoa, buddy, like, what's up with you? And then you get defensive, too, right? Exactly. It's, like, the, it's the hissing mm-hmm. gnash that can happen there. Yeah. If you realize, like, if you, if you reflect on it in a way where you can just, like, step back and be like, Listen, they're having an off day. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna step to the this, side. Their anger isn't directed at me. I just need to kind of soothe mm-hmm. them so we both come out of this unscathed. Mm-hmm. But in par- in terms of like a relationship or something, it's a little more intimate. And it's not just a stranger mm-hmm. knowing that that it's not personal or rem- yeah. The reflect the reminder. Yes, the word. I was like the reflection. <laughs> no, the reminder that it's like it's not personal can mm-hmm. be very helpful, especially if you are a highly sensitive individual exactly yeah i know that in any of my um 
like disagreements with a porcupine if i was to look back and be like okay they're not angry at me Mm -hmm. there's something else going on they're in their state of survival or whatever and they're just choosing to lash out at me so um yeah the my least favorite part about this chapter was the um like subsection uh reassure them that it's going to be all right by using their name to me and i talked (laughs) to my mom about this Mm -hmm. If I was a porcupine in this situation and my quills were up and I was mad and I was ready to start firing and you went, Journey, you need to calm down. That would not help. No. Using my name, especially because it's like being middle named. Like when your mom yells like, Michaela Joy. Like that, it strikes fear into my heart. It doesn't make my quills go down. It makes them go up way more. Yeah. If someone was to use my actual name in an argument, oh, yeah, if like, I was if you a go by Ben, and then suddenly you're being called, like, Benjamin. Benjamin, no. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, right? And I was, like, talking to her, and I was like, how would you feel about this? She's like, oh, no, 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 that would not help. That would not be good. No, and I can understand, like, in that case, like, if you're talking to, like, someone, and you're like, you're trying to... I. But like, what do what do police do though? Like, is like this is a lot of like similar advice to when you're talking like someone like, down. Like, you like use bring their first them back name to reality. Yeah, you bring, use their first name to to make it personal. Yeah. In that sense. So I think that's what they're trying to go at with this. But like, but if, they went about it so wrong. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm already in an intimate relationship with this person and they start using my full name, it's not going to calm me down. It's going to make things so much worse because I'm going to be so worried. Like, okay, what's wrong now? Yeah. Like, why are you using my birth name? Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was just my least favorite part. Um, but, like, I understand where they're coming from is use soothing tones to kind of just, like, remind them, hey, I'm not the enemy. Like, yeah. we can work through this together. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And one thing that I noted, too, is that, like, attack mode mm-hmm. is usually their last resort. Yeah. Um, so when you're feeling attacked by a porcupine like note that they've supposedly done everything else mm-hmm. prior to this this argument yeah um exactly supposedly um and some other advice that was kind of just not great um was to get thick skin so your porcupine quills don't hurt as bad and i feel like that's not a that's not great advice mm-hmm. because it's letting the porcupine be a porcupine with no consequences for porcupining. You know what I mean? Yep. Like new yeah. drinking game. How many? <laughs> Take a sip every time we say porcupine in this episode. Literally, that's probably unsafe. <laughs> Don't actually do that. It will kill you. Of water. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so or hydrated or something really healthy. So hydrating. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, yeah, chapter two just like gives you tips and tricks to deal with human porcupines, how to work through a confrontation, um, basically like steps of how to do that. I guess another thing too with this is like it, it's all about trying to reason with them. Mm-hmm. And where in many cases, if they are the one in distress, yeah, you should support them. Yeah. But in certain cases, with a porcupine, it's not always, like, harmless. No, definitely not. And that's where it's almost... At what point do you just walk away from that yeah. kind of situation? Well, because this chapter definitely really felt like you're enabling the porcupine. 
Yeah. Like, you're allowing them to have these feelings without ever being like, hey, you're actually being incredibly rude and disrespectful right now. Mm -hmm. I need you to think about how you're acting and Mm -hmm. fix that before you come to me because I don't deserve to be treated like this. Yeah. And not to make it all about yourself, but a lot of this book was like, push your feelings aside. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. They can... They're they're hurting more than you are. Exactly. Like, what I like about this book is I really tried to, like nail in that you should come with like approach these situations with a lot of empathy and compassion mm-hmm. and you should just overall just like try to be a compassionate person and in yeah. the foreword uh, sh- the uh, Debbie talks about <laughs> Debbie we're Debbie. on first name basis <laughs> we, uh, Dr. we Ellis. read the book so we know her <laughs> Dr. Debbie Ellis um, she like she talks about like if you come at compassion and blah 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 the world's gonna be a better place which i agree and like Mm -hmm. you only let um things upset you if you allow them to upset you exactly right and that's where a lot of psychology and you talk about studies of like um illnesses and stuff a lot of it is not from stress itself but perception of stress exactly right and everyone's stresses are different and Mm -hmm. So someone like a porcupine, they're a little bit more for short fused and yeah. might be thinking, wow, this is like game over, end of the world, where someone else experiencing the same thing is like, ah, that's Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, it just depends on like your previous life experience mm-hmm. and um what was it? Your like not we talked about it in attachment styles, like when you're a kid, you're um easy or hard to get to. Oh, know. temperament. Temperament, yeah. 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 A temperament was just not in my brain at all. <laughs> like, yeah, you just the temperament you were born with would also influence that. Yeah, and and that's where it's all good. And I, I personally, I agree with that part of things. Mm-hmm. I just think that this chapter missed the mark on that. Yeah, I, like they had such good intentions, and you can see what they were trying to say, mm-hmm. but it just it's not how it came across. Yeah, 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 I don't know. And also things like avoid porcupine strangers so you can focus on your porcupine. Yeah, I was I'm like, like, whoa, there's no. a lot going on here. Yeah, because that was like the last section of chapter two is just like, yeah, um, if like don't deal with porcupines out in the wild because how are you going to deal with the one you have at home? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe if your porcupine at home is is always a porcupine and there's nothing you can do to make their quills ever go down. You should be having different conversations with your porcupine. Yeah. Yep. Deflect an attack with kindness. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it is really, really but. good advice. It's just very poorly... Um, communicated? Uh, communicated, yeah, yeah. It's just very poorly communicated. Well, some advice to you, like, plan ahead. Um, as with most things... As with most things in life, it helps to be prepared before a potential confrontation. Wow, that was a hard sentence to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Decide how you're going to deal with your porcupine and stick with it. A plan. Yeah. If you're having to constantly be in defense mode. Yeah. In retaliation to defense mode. It's not fair. How is that a solution? Well, and also as someone with undiagnosed generalized anxiety, um, (laughs) I plan out every single conversation I have with anyone about everything ever. Yeah. So doing this for porcupines, if I mm-hmm. think this conversation is going to go poorly, I'm not going to have it. Mm-hmm. Because I've already worked through it in my head. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is how this is going to end. So there's no point in even bringing up this topic, you know? Yeah. But then the next page after plan ahead, it says patience is virtue. And I 
Yes, it is. 100%. Right? Don't get angry. Like, if you, if you're approaching, and that's any kind of confrontational thing, right? Yeah. Personal work, whatever. If you go in guns a blazing, Mm -hmm. people aren't going to listen to you. No, definitely not. Right? And you need to go into these confrontations with the, with open ears, definitely, but not so open that you're like, it's just going right through. Like, you need to be able to hear what they're saying, Mm -hmm. but deal with it in a way that, like, de-escalates the problem and protects you as well without mm-hmm. just enabling their poor behavior. Um, yeah. And on the thick skin page, I just point through here. <laughs> At the very end, it's like your porcupine will burn through their energy uh, quickly and once... Wow. Whoa. <laughs> hey, that was a typo. Your porcupine will burn through her energy quickly and once he does, you will be on top. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. <laughs> they I wish they had used they them pronouns in this book because they try and switch to be gender inclusive so that it's not just blaming women but the she pronoun is used way more than the he pronoun and there were so many spelling mistakes I'm sorry but I don't like that I can't do it well it's hard to come at it with like if you're going to it for advice in my, it's hard to come out with like professionals and be like and mm-hmm. actually take advice from something that is <laughs> spelling mistakes. Yeah, not like unedited. It feels like the rough draft mm-hmm. of this book. So unless we just found the rough draft of this book somehow, yeah. Why would it be so? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then so section three is it talks about more like porcupines um, where they dwell, like mm-hmm. they're. Um, relationships and work and home and yeah yada 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 i liked this one um in the sense that like it's um i lost my whole thought but i like that they went into what porcupines can look like in work in relationships at home as a parent as a kid Mm -hmm. blah 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 I have feelings about one section that I texted Michaela about um, the parent one, which, like, again, I agree with the underlying message. Mm-hmm. I do not agree with what the author actually said. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's my personal experience getting in the way of what they said. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into it? Yeah. So it was like um, your porcupine as your kid. And they were like, if you. Like, if you feel like they're watching TV or playing video games or doing stuff too much and not actually communicating and spending time with you, and you're, like, losing that line of communication, what you need to do is take away um, their Xbox and their TV and blah, 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 and teach them how to play cards. (laughs) And I'm, like, forcing your kid to learn a new card game is not going to create... Is not going to make their porcupine quills go down. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever. Because why couldn't you, as the parent, learn how to play the Xbox game or watch the show with them? Because mm-hmm. there's ways you can connect with someone doing things that they like to do, even though they're generally, like, frowned upon. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to, obviously, promote screen time for young kids, but... If you have a 12-year-old who's excited about playing Call of Duty or whatever, learn to play Call of Duty as well, and then you can play with them. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like that it was all on the porcupine to make that move then, Mm -hmm. because 
in my experience, if I was reading a book or playing a game or watching a show and my parents were like, hey, you have to learn how to play Old Maid with me right now. I am going to be a huffy puffy teenager about it and I'm not going to enjoy that and it's not going to benefit our relationship. Yeah. And where I agree with that sentence along the lines of like, if it's if devices are used as a distraction for connection, mm-hmm. then yeah, set them aside. They I, should be learned when to put down and when you're not being like hooked on this. Yeah, I agree. Like no phones at the dinner table. Like, yeah. And yeah. But yeah, it was just the like. But it's the whole adjust everything that you enjoy doing just to do something you don't enjoy doing. Yeah. So that your or parent can feel better about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, just teach them all these new rules about things. I'm like, well, why can't you new rule? <laughs> why, why can't you new rules? <laughs> why can't you learn new things as well? Yeah. To, yeah. Because, I don't know, relationships go both ways, right? Like, yeah. And in a sense of, like, a game like, like what she was talking about, right? If you're talking about, like, Mario Kart, Mario mm-hmm. Kart's a fun interactive game. Right? Right? You can get into it with people. You don't need to be playing Monopoly mm-hmm. to get into it with people, right? It doesn't have to be the digital versus manual in that sense makes no difference. Yeah, and I think that kind but. of that is just kind of a sign of when this book was written mm-hmm. is because we haven't technology hasn't increased to the point where it has now, which I actually don't know what year this book was written. Okay, so it was written in 2009. Which... Or this version that we're reading was... Yeah. Yeah. Published in 2009. Yeah, technology was still very much viewed as a bad guy in 2009. That's kind of when, like, kids started playing it more and it became more accessible and everyone was like, oh my goodness, but mm-hmm. what about board well, I guess games? When I got my what- DS was 2009. Yeah. Around then. Yeah, that's kind of when it became just a bit more accessible and stuff and people just didn't... It was change, right? So they didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm just on the Amazon page right now for the yeah. reviews, and someone had the same, <laughs> the same thing that we, you're just saying right now. It's like this book's titles and cover are cute. I listened to it four or five times, but to be honest, the only thing I learned was that baby porky finds are called pork events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this book is common sense. Don't think, take things personally. Ask people what's going on. Communicate openly. Listen yeah. without interrupting. It's very basic common sense things that I can imagine some humans would lack the basic skills if emotional intelligence is not their strong point. That's yeah, that's that's all my feelings. We can end the episode now. That's exactly what I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say about this book. Oh my gosh, I love that. What do we do now? I don't know. Let's just keep going. Yeah, so like did you find any what was your thoughts on the porcupine at work? I get it. Yeah. I get it because I've definitely had the experiences with work, whether it be bosses, coworkers, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. The key points that I have written down for this is stay firm but not stubborn mm-hmm. and look outside look for outside interests to form a bond. Yeah. Like that makes sense, right? Especially when you're spending so much time with someone. Yeah. If you don't get along like perfectly, but you have to professionally Mm -hmm. um because it's where you're earning income from right Mm -hmm. but the whole specifically to stay firm but not stubborn is like like just to say no to certain working conditions or things like that that's where i've had to use that Mm -hmm. kind of thing where like i'm not doing that that's not my job description yeah uh sorry and that's definitely something that i need to get better at Mm -hmm. right um yeah i liked the 
I actually I didn't like the find an, uh, common interest until right now mm-hmm. when the way you phrased it because um, mm-hmm. I was thinking more about like boss and employee and the way they had the boss lined out in this um, chapter was just very like you need to do everything to appease them mm-hmm. um, so find a common interest that they enjoy or whatever and then do it as a way to like suck up so they don't get their porcupine quills on you oh, okay um, but when you say it like that, like just finding common interests with the people you work with to make working with them a little bit better. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have something to co- talk about so you're not just so separate and disinterested and exactly. whatnot. Yeah. That's where, I mean, I agree with, right? Because like you're not going to get along with everyone you work with. You're not going to get along with everyone you communicate with, right? But mm-hmm. especially in a work environment to keep things professional, you don't have to be best friends, uh. but you should be like, Oh, hey, did you watch the game? Like, you should be cordial. talk, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and um, the types of porcupine that you can find at work are like chronic complainers, shouting bosses, pessimists, etc. Yeah. Chronic complainers. I'm one. I feel like I'm one. I really feel like I'm the porcupine at work when I was reading this. I was like, I am nasty at work. I'm just not happy and I don't want to be there and I'm grouchy and I'm mean. <laughs> And I don't... I just don't want to be there. <laughs> I was just about to say. What? <laughs> I think I find chronic complainers the hardest. <laughs> Even though I get in my moods, too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, def- definitely we both of us. De- mm. We alternate. Dude, yeah. At work. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely times where we are both just, like, upset about life. Mm-hmm. But it's, like... I guess we're probably not chronic. Yeah. I'm really trying not to be chronic complainer, but I feel like I definitely am a little bit. But like, <laughs> how? But how much of that is like a healthy venting? <laughs> yeah, and that's you. You're walking line of venting versus like mm-hmm. chronic complaining. Yeah, like is this whole podcast chronic, chronic complaining? Okay. Right now, feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking. Oh my no, goodness. I think it's how you go about it and your intention behind everything, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I find chronic complainers the most difficult to be around. Because, um, again, I've had working situations where just, like, the one person walks in and everything in their life is wrong at all times. Yeah. And it's not, like, a healthy venting, like, oh, you're my friend, so I'm going to talk to you about this. Yeah. It's like a... Nothing can ever be good person, enough. Oh, my boyfriend did this and then my best friend did this and i can't come into work today because i have a knee injury that i slipped in the shower and i did it and i'm like yeah why is all this happening to you like come on yeah right if you don't want to work don't work just don't work yeah like save me the pity literally like i I don't really care like at this point if it's something if it happens once or twice like okay yeah fantastic great Mm -hmm. yeah we'll support you through it but if it's all the time and you complain Mm -hmm. that you don't want to be there and then you call in sick quote unquote right yeah things like that's where i find the most frustration yeah it's definitely frustrating when you're listening to someone complain and it's ironic that i'm saying this and they're not willing to do anything to change what they're complaining about (laughs) (laughs) so like that that also like goes into the chronic side of it where it's like yeah they're complaining just to complain yeah they don't actually care yeah. Or are willing to do anything to actually change because once they change something, then they don't have anything to complain about. Mm hmm. Which, what's there left in life if you can't complain about it? 
<laughs> oh, good. And then at home, it yeah, it kind of sp- divvies up into spouse, child, and parent. Yes. So for the spouse, the main takeaway that I got from it is you need to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, communicate, negotiate, mediate kind of stuff. Yeah, work together. Mm-hmm. Um, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> With your child. Um, clearly explain your values. Be as good as your word. Which I think that second bit yeah. is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you're going to tell your child to eat their veggies... And they're like, piss off, I don't like peas. Yeah. And you're like, well, me neither, bro, but you have to eat them and I don't have to. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Like. That's not fair. Yeah. Like, if you want, if, I think with children especially, personal opinion, <laughs> you should look um, at yourself to see if they're mirroring any behaviors that they have seen. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we talk about attachment styles. Yeah. And different things like that. Or other psychological Well, even premises. love languages. Yeah. Like, children are acting of what they're modeled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know anything. So, what they see is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not being a good role model, then you get a porcupine child, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, in that point... You get a porcupine. <laughs> In that point, maybe look inward look at a bit. yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Like instead, because all this advice is how to deal with them. But in this case, I would uno reverse it and look at yourself. Definitely. And then for the parent, the main things that I took away from this one is like that was then, this is now. Like meet your parent as a stranger. I think that was the best advice. Yes. The that was then, this is now got me. When you say it, I, and if you're saying it with spite, yeah. Yeah. But if, when you talk about things like transformational, like I, mm-hmm. I had a lot of conversations with my, like one of my um, grandmothers, who she would say things and I'd be like, listen, like you can't go mm-hmm. about it like that. Like that's not right anymore. Yeah. And she's like, well, way back when I'm like, that was, that was then. Yeah. And I, I, this is now. This is now. No. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but there are things you need to grow and communicate and learn like and this is where meeting your parent as a stranger, I think, is really good because mm-hmm. they're no longer... Like, if you meet them as, like, a friend, too, right? Yeah. Get to know what they like. Yeah. And you may not get along with them and you feel heavier because they're your parent and da 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 But I think if you try to see your parent as a person and not your parent, mm-hmm. it separates out that emotion. And so if you don't like this person, you just know that it's, like... It's nothing to do with you or them. It's just yeah, how it is. Definitely, <laughs> that was the w- most weirdest way of saying that. But <laughs> but and that's a weird thing about growing up is beginning to see your parents as just people. Yeah, because the whole time you grow up is there are these amazing idols, and they still might be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying mine aren't amazing idols. Mm-hmm. They just are so idolized that when you grow up and you begin to see, okay, no, they're just figuring it out. They don't know what they're doing, just like Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And I think what got me with the that was then, this is now, is that I heard it as we're doing, we did the best with what we, with what we had. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And I understand that. But if you are still using the same tactics from back then, now, and -hmm. you're making no effort to change, then why would I give you the time of day if you're still going to treat me poorly and just excuse it for being oh we we're doing the best with what we can yeah 
You see, that's so funny. We interpret that so different mm-hmm. because yes, right. If you're using the same tactics as the fifties, but that's when you say that, or that's how I write it. When you say, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. Yes. That's old. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is how we should approach this now. Yeah. And stuff. And if that's when they are like, then you can walk away. Yeah. Like you can, you can remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. But (laughs) <laughs> and I definitely have a lot of personal bias with reading this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I feel like that's, that's what, Yeah. That's so funny how we interpret that. I know. Part. You're like, that's my favorite part. And I was like, that was my least favorite part. <laughs> well, as, as far as advice for the communication aspect of it, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you're breaking it down with someone and they're... This is all they know and this is the only thing they know and da 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 And you're like, okay, that's great. But be, I recognize that. I see that. Mm-hmm. But here's why this is problematic now. Exactly. And right. yeah, it's just be willing to have that conversation, which is like, I, I would struggle having yeah. that conversation. I would just kind of be like, okay, wow, like, no, thank you. And then just remove myself from the situation rather than being like, hey, I understand that that's how you were taught, but this is actually what we're supposed to be doing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and I had that, I had those conversations. Yeah. And we never did. Yeah. Hmm. So that's so funny how we do <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. And then, so the part four was my... Oh, wait one second. Before oh. we move on, mm-hmm. this is, again, personal bias coming out, but keep your porcupine parent involved. The way they worded this section, I didn't like. Because you, don't, you have no obligation to keep them involved. Exactly. If you want to keep a relationship... Yes. Keep them involved. But, but they no need to obligation. be willing to put in the work as yeah. well. This, the way they... Uh, wrote this was you need to be able to sacrifice everything in your life to keep your porcupine parent involved and they need to put in zero effort and i was like "Mm, no i don't like that that is not a symbiotic relationship no it's not that's just using if you want an emotional connection you should keep them involved yeah definitely however if you come to terms that you really don't want that connection yeah you can walk away but yeah you meet your parent as a stranger Mm -hmm. you realize okay i don't actually like this person i Mm -hmm. don't really having them in my life doesn't bring me value Mm -hmm. it's okay to like cut contact yeah and that's and that's something you uh, that you cross in that moment Mm -hmm. and you really got to think about like if you're going to pull that cord no need to be prepared to back it up yes exactly yeah but as as far as the whole like if you still want them in their life and this is you dealing with them Mm -hmm. then then yeah like you have to try to meet them halfway yeah and i just want to say that i i love my mom and dad a lot and i know they're yeah. gonna be listening to this and wondering if i'm talking about them but i'm not yeah no this is an objective this is not a, a personal no opinion very to much not reflection yeah so hi mom i love you <laughs> and so part four is my favorite and it's in yourself and i found this one to be the most um i want to say informational but that's not the word i'm trying to say <laughs> it's relatable maybe yeah I found this had the most to say. The most sensical. Yeah. Out of everything <laughs> in this book, if you're going to read something, this, this section this one. Is, is it. Mm-hmm. And it it's just a good reminder because it's like recognize your defenses. Like get to know yeah. your defenses. Um, some people get whiny. Some people get short tempered. Some people undereat, overeat. Some people tune out. And then ask like, when you notice these defenses coming up, what triggered it? And that is just the whole part of like self-reflection just as a whole. It's just a good reminder to be self-aware, self-reflective so that when you're interacting with people, you're not being short-tempered, whiny, Mm -hmm. whatever, reactive for and and 
pushing blame or negative emotion onto someone else just because. Yeah. And right? I feel like um, Bryce will do this with me where he'll be he'll notice that I'm getting snippy and he'll be like, Journey, you're an adult. You need to know, like... Because I'll be like, oh, like, sorry, I'm just hangry. And you're like, well, it's a good thing you're an adult and you can feed yourself, right? Like, <laughs> you should be able to take care of that. Like, you're 23. And I'm like, yes, I know that. But often I don't know that I'm hangry until it's too late and I'm a porcupine. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just kind of being like, no, like, you know yourself best. So know when you're being unfairly a porcupine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just realized we missed porcupines out in a boat. Oh. But that's just being like... When you come into a porcupine, um, just in the wild, basically. Um, AKA a stranger. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> but yeah, no, overall, this book, um, mm. you don't need to read it. I def- I wouldn't recommend it to a friend. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go purchasing it. Um, Especially because it's impossible to find a physical copy. Which now I know why. Now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Um, yeah, it's just, it's... A drawn out way of like saying common sense, right? Like, yeah. And maybe it's not common. Maybe if you are so emotionally unaware, maybe this would be a good source for you. Yeah. It's just not. It's just, it just didn't hit the mark yeah. for us. And I was really hoping that um, it was going to be like badass habits where Michaela was like, oh, yeah, no, like this book really didn't do anything for me. And I was like, oh my goodness, it was amazing. I learned so much. I was kind of hoping it was going to be one of that, because she finished it before I did, and she's like, yeah, Journey, this book is rough. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great. Thanks. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Know, the information in here, the 160 pages, is not worth the $33 for a physical copy. We paid copy. $33. No, oh, we, okay. we, we played uh, $13.99 okay, good. For, a digital, like, for a digital copy. But for a physical copy, it's not worth $30. Mm-hmm. There's not enough... Um, it's yeah. It's basically just like a pamphlet of how to be a person. Yeah, and I, I just think there's other ways of going about it. Like there's other books, mm-hmm. even Badass Habits tells you to reflect more, and it's yeah, it's not necessarily targeted for prickly people in your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like this definitely it could have been done better for sure. Um, it could have been condensed. Mm-hmm. It could have been like th- four pages. <laughs> you just actually down to one. <laughs> yep, but. Because, yeah, the, the intro was all I wrote down for most of the sections, because that's all you needed to know. So if you just wrote it in a list. <laughs> Do you want to know its bestsellers rank? Oh, no. It's number 1,116 in interpersonal relationships. Oh, my gosh. It's way down the line there. Good. Are there any other funny reviews? <laughs> Short paragraphs for one of each, quote-unquote, page of the book. Might be helpful for those living with mild porcupine, but not really helpful with coping mechanisms for those of us who live with a permanently angry porcupine. Ooh. Yeah. No substance of any of the info. <laughs> I didn't even bother to finish it. The free sample of the book only gets you the forward done by someone else instead of the actual book. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> not to waste my money. So, yeah, maybe we'll learn from this and we will read some reviews before we decide on the book that we're reading. But it's kind of nice to switch it up and have a bad book instead of just hitting them all out of the park, you or know? Or that just wasn't... It just didn't hit the market. Yeah, it, just, yeah, it just wasn't... It wasn't great. Basically, I got, quote-unquote, walk on eggshells around a porcupine. Literally! Make yourself small so they don't fluff up. Yeah. 
Not good. Not good. Anyways, to wrap this up, we have a, a <laughs> completely random kind of fun segment. Ah, oh, he fell over. Yeah, we don't normally do segments with uh, books, but we figured this episode is maybe going to be a bit shorter. So oh. if you got to this point, <laughs> congrats. This is for you. <laughs> Read the book and let us know. Basically, we found this BuzzFeed article um, that says, do you prefer these foods hot or cold? Yeah, I'm so excited. So do you think brownies are better hot or cold? Mm, um, well, hard. I don't like brownies. Oh, geez. They're about the same for me. What about you? I like a cold brownie. I like when it's like fudgier. Okay. I like the crunchy of the outside. Okay. Like if I was to get an edge piece that's crunchy, yeah. that would be my favorite part. So maybe cold then. Yeah. Are you team hot coffee or iced coffee? Oh, jeez. I'm going to have to go hot. I think I'm team iced. I go, I, I drink more hot drinks than I do iced. I like iced matchas. Mm-hmm. I, I would prefer iced drinks, but I do drink more hot drinks. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of an iced drink a little bit better. What about cookies? Like a chocolate chip cookie? Oh, again, I don't love chocolate chip cookies. Okay, any kind of cookie that you but eat. probably cold. I've never really had them hot. I like a nice gooey hot cookie. Yeah. Like a freshly baked cookie. Mm. Mm, no, that does sound good. This one's hard for me. Do you prefer hot or cold pizza? Oh, probably hot. They're both good, but I mm. will warm up day-old pizza. Okay, my hot take is that I love... Cold chicken pot pie and cold pizza are the two best leftovers to have. And so I'll eat cold pizza (laughs) all the time. So I couldn't do cold chicken pot pie, but I can do cold pizza. You're saying they prefer it though, but I like like a fresh, like, (laughs) this is going to be so specific and dramatic. (laughs) I love when it's like um, an authentic Italian, like just margarita pizza with like the thin... Like almost flatbread crusty, yeah. That but like not flatbread on the baked on the stone. Like I love mm, that hot. Like mm-hmm. that's like give me that. If that's like the pizza I'm having, if it's Domino's, I could give two crabs. Yeah, Domino's is good, hot and cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thoughts on hot versus cold chocolate? Nikki, okay, do you like melted chocolate or like oh hard chocolate? Hard, hard chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't do the the texture of the melted mm. so much. Yeah, I don't mind it, but yeah, hard chocolate for sure. Yeah. Hot or cold sandwiches? See, I'm learning I like hot sandwiches. Oh, yeah? Because I enjoy at work that we grill our sandwiches. Yeah. But I will. I think I just like them grilled, and then I let them cool down, because I feel like they're yummier once they've been grilled and cooled down. For me, it depends on the bread. That's true. That's also true. Yeah. Ciabatta? Grilled. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Cheese. Cold. I like I, hot. I like melted cheese. Oh, I can't do the texture of it. It hits me right in my gag reflex. I just can't do it. I cannot do it. It's weird. Bread? Hot or cold? Hot. Yeah. Nothing like a fresh loaf of bread. Yeah. I agree. Cake. I've never had... I guess I've had hot cake. I'm gonna say cold. Yeah, I agree. Cold. Yeah. Cold cake. Man, this is just making me hungry. <laughs> Hot versus cold tea. Um, I like cold teas. Hot. I don't know that I've... I like 
iced tea, like Nest tea, iced tea. So I'm going to go with hot tea. Mm-hmm. I used to go to like um, David's Tea in the mall and they had this one uh, flavor called Glitter and Gold and it was the best mm. flavor. They discontinued it. I'm so sad. So sad. But I would always get it iced and it was just so good. Yeah. Apple pie, hot or cold? Oh, I think cold for that one. Ooh, hot. Oh. Hot with cheese and ice cream. Jeez. I still haven't tried cheese on apple pie yet. Oh, so good. But I tried, I think it was like cheese on, it was either apple jam or like raspberry jam on toast. Mm-hmm. That was really yummy. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Similar similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, deli meats. Cold. Yeah. Uh, the idea of a hot deli meat makes me very uncomfortable. But that's like pepperoni on pizza. I guess so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm thinking just like sliced chicken breast kind of thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and finally, chicken, fried chicken, hot or cold? Hot. Hot. The crunch. Why would you? Because wouldn't it get soggy if it was cold? Because that means it was once hot, and then it cooled down, and now it's just soggy chicken. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, Mm. fried chicken. I want the crunch. Like, it's got to be warm. Yeah, the crispy. Oh, I had the yummiest fried chicken sandwich last night. So good. Because we ordered from South Street Burger, and um, they have, like, you can, like, customize your own burger or whatever. Oh, fun. I know. I feel like this isn't a novel thing. Um, (laughs) It, like, is a novel thing, and I'm just like, wow! Did you know this? <laughs> yeah, I put like caramelized onions on it, sauteed mushrooms, um, lettuce, mustard, and salt and pepper, and it was so good. Mm. Yeah, salt and pepper on the sandwich really made it actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely good. Mm. I guess also if you made it to the end here, welcome to our new setup. I got a new lens, so we're not as in your face. Yeah, yeah, we're playing with it. It's, it's gonna be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so thank you for tuning into this drawn out episode. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for oops. Thanks for spending your Valentine's Day with us. Sorry we didn't teach you anything. <laughs> we just said how much just don't read this book. This is what not to do. Yeah. Don't waste your Valentine's Day reading how to hug a porcupine. It's not not worth it. How to kill a porcupine. Yeah. Any <laughs> any blog article out there says the same stuff, so Yeah. Yeah, it felt like a blog article very much so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we hope your Valentine's Day is filled with love, whether mm-hmm. that is self-love or actually especially self-love mm-hmm. and um, friendship love and romantic love and familial love. And mm-hmm. we hope you had a good day. Mm-hmm. And thanks for spending it with us if you're watching us on release day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my necklace didn't light up. It was kind of disappointing. <laughs> episode's kind of disappointing yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna cut it out i think we dragged it out enough oh yeah i'm mac joy i'm it's tubes we are sometimes just about slaps on all social media platforms if you like us <laughs> give us a like a comment subscribe let us know what you like and what you don't like if this is your first episode this is not it gets better yeah this is not a <laughs> accurate representation of our content oh my goodness but we love you guys thank you for watching Mm -hmm. and ta-ta for now ta-ta for now bye Bye.
Facebook club. Oh, yeah, because I announced to my prickly little friend, and you said to this episode is, or this book is. Mm-hmm. 